Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And Kathy Duplantis. And we have another boardroom chat Isn't here. It's exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> it's always exciting to talk about the It's been almost a year now Lord. that we've been doing these, it's I think. It's been a, a year. We're close really? to it. We're we'll close. have to research that for yeah, next Yeah, that'd be a blessing of the Lord. I'd like you to uh, have some friends watch this if you have some friends because we get into all kinds of different subjects and things. We just kind of pick it as the Lord uh, directs and guides us. And the Bible says, how be it when the spirit of truth has come, he guides you in all truth. Yeah. Not just some truth or a truth, but the Truth. You know, I was just thinking just now when you said that this is like fresh manna. Fresh when manna. they were in the wilderness, they couldn't store up. They had to get it fresh every day. Right. So today this is a fresh Yeah, it's manna, a fresh manna. Fresh so it's word, a blessing of the Lord. Bread of life today. You know, being a minister of the gospel, I've been preaching 45 years. Now that the hair is as white as it can get, praise God. I don't think <laughs> yeah. it can get any whiter. Uh, I, like I think it's better. You can't bleach it. It's that white, you know. But I get questions all the time as I travel all over the world or people send in comments, things, yeah. either on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you know, and want to know such and such. All, all people are very, they, they, they want information. Yeah. And they want to be informed and not, not just be caught by surprise. But one of the questions that I've been getting a lot lately is how much sin is in the church? Really? How much? There's a lot of sin going on in the church. There's some people believe you can drink, but you can't get drunk. But, you know, mm. you can have this, you can have that. And, you know, and you have to learn that God's a God of love. Yeah, he, he is a God of love, but he doesn't love sin. Mm -mm. And, you know, you got to understand that the world today loves the first Adam more than they do the second Adam. Mm. You see, the second Adam was Jesus Christ. The first Adam is the one that sinned. The second Adam is the one that didn't sin. Mm. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And then also they asked me, they said, but Jesse, how can I? It just seems like you make it so easy walking through life. Me, I just get tempted all the time and fall. And they always fall. So they have a lot of bruises. They don't, they don't bear the marks of a Christian. They bear the marks of Satan. Mm. Being beat up, busted, stomped, and kicked. And I want to I talk a little bit about that today. And, uh, and, and it's going to, we're going to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And it's about living for Jesus. Because I've said it so many times, and I'm going to say it again. In fact, I think it's on one of our faith the facts. That the only Jesus some people may ever see is the Jesus in you. Or the Jesus in me. Yeah, that is said, a very important statement. Yeah, you've said that for years. Yeah, and, and I really so believe that. So true. Also, I'm very careful about what I do in my life as a minister of the gospel, that I don't bring offense to the ministry. You see what I'm saying? Well, cast some, a reflection yeah, on Christ. Yeah, I, I want to be a reflection of Christ instead of casting a reflection upon him, like you said. And, uh, and things of that nature, that doesn't mean people don't say bad things about me or bad things about anybody, whatever. That's not the issue. The, the issue is that n none of them are true. And, uh, you know, I've learned to live that. But Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and there's some problems in this church. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. There are problems in churches. And first thing, I want to talk about temptation. First thing first, I don't know why people sweat it so much when you've been redeemed completely. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Uh, Psalms 107, verse 2. And people say, but Jesse, before you were saved, you drank a lot. Yeah, I drank a lot. You name it. My background was sin. I mean, personified. Couldn't get any better. Chief of sinners. You know, that's just how I was. Until when the Lord came in my life, something happened. Why would I love something that I now hate? Mm -hmm. Why would something that, uh, that I was delivered from would cause me to be tempted? Right. When I'm a new creature in Christ, old that's things good. are passed away. Behold, all things become new. But people say, yeah, but sometimes boy, going through these things are kind of tough. Well, let me show you what Jesus said through the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to start reading with verse, um, verse 13. This is an amazing verse, and I really like this. It says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Hmm. But God is faithful. <clears throat> Let me stop right there. In other words, if Satan tempts you with something, he can't tempt you with something you don't already know about. 
In other words, if it's not common to you, he can't use it. Right. So why would you fall for something you already know about? Think about that. And what else you want, what else you want to do that the world does? Hmm. See, let me read that again. But they have no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful to do what? Who will not permit you, the word suffer that means permit, to be tempted above that you are able. So hmm. right there, you, that's a winner going somewhere to win. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Hmm. Now watch this. There have them, but no temptation taken me such as common to man. So I remember years ago, and you've heard me say this before, but I used to drink a lot. You know, when I got born again, the pastor of the first church I went to, he was really concerned that if I got around booze, that I, you know, I'd, I'd mess up because, I mean, I enjoyed drinking. I mean, I was, a, I was an alcoholic and enjoyed it. I just, I hate to say it, but that was the truth. But now we say, well, how? I mean, and I would ask him, and, you know, we use 2 Corinthians 5, same thing, they have no temptation. Uh, you know, uh, old things have passed away, but who all things yeah. become new. Right. And he said, it doesn't seem to bother you. I said, well, it can't bother a dead man. See, I, I, when, I, when I got born again, I was reborn. That old man died. Right. But see, so when the devil brings up something that I used to do, I said, that's all you got? That's it? See, because I, I, I understand that. I did that. See, if it's not common to me, he can't use it. He can't use his knowledge of way back when to tempt me in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So when booze would come around me, I, I wasn't even tempted. I said, that's all you got? You got to be kidding me. That was common to me. You see, that God made me a way of escape. What is the escape? Believe in what Jesus said. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say what? Say what he said. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Right. So they have no temptation. So, so, so many people ask me, man, I have a lot of temptation. I used to smoke a lot of weed. Man, I'm still struggling with weed. Why? Why? Now, I, I want to get straight with this here. Because you see, what is happening in this last day and time, sin is coming into the church. People are afraid to say things. They used to stand up for what was right. Mm -hmm. But like I never, I never thought that a Pentecostal denomination would actually uh, uh, embrace drinking. Allow it. And yeah, they say you can drink, but you can't get drunk. When that happened a few years back, now most of those people that are doing that, they're in sin up to their neck right now. So Some of them are getting divorces. Sad. I've had uh, uh, pastor's kids come from uh, come up to me just crying and say, I saw so-and-so drunk as a skunk, messing around, all that kind of stuff. Well, before they adopted that, they didn't live like that, which brings me to verse 21. Oh. You, and then you, I'll let you read that. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You see, what's happening is Satan is trying to take the cup of demons and devils and mix it with the cup of the Lord. He wants to mix sin with the covenant of purity. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, you don't hear about this much anymore in church. You don't hear much about sin, you know. I mean, people living together, well, hey, they love each other. Well, it has nothing to do with the love part. It has to do with the responsibility part. What do you mean by responsibility? Which means, do you love this woman? Yeah, you, I mean, you want to sleep with her? She want to sleep with you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you love her. Yeah, you really love her? She love you? Yeah, well, here, sign the contract. Oh, you don't like that, do you? Sign the contract, which means this. Sign this. And then after you sign this contract, which is called a, a certificate of marriage, go knock yourself out. I don't care how much sex you have. It doesn't make any difference because the Bible said they have, uh, you, you can't defile uh, uh, the marriage bed. My point is you've got to be responsible to her. She has to be responsible to you. We're not trying to make things harder. You see, God is trying to say, lady, I want to protect you so you don't be used or abused. Or mister, I want to protect you so you don't be, be used or abused. You see, But you see, now that's common. 
You'd be surprised. Wait a minute. Common to what? See, Satan is trying to mix the cup of devils with the cup of God, and it cannot be. Right. I think people misunderstand the love of God. They think because God loves you, it gives you a license to do anything and everything you want. But because God is love, he knows what is good for us, just like a parent knows what is good for us. Do you love me? Yeah. Can I do anything I want? No, you oh, cannot. Gotcha. There you go. I had, I had to throw that in there. I okay. <laughs> yeah, you, I even you say, prove what you just said. Even I don't like it when he comes into my plate when I'm eating. I call him the <laughs> seagull because I never know when he's going to swoop in. No, he does that, I but I don't like it. it, and he shouldn't do it. <laughs> but anyway, we all have little boundaries. Some of them are really huge boundaries, and they need to be there. Sure. And, and sometimes when they trespass. But the, the point was that I was trying to make, before you interrupted me, which he... <laughs> He was talking like for like 10 minutes. Did you hear? And I didn't really interrupt him. And then I tried to get a word in there. excuses here. And then he, anyway. Talk to the people, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) But what I meant to say was because God loves us so very much, he knows what is beneficial to us. He knows the things that will hinder us and hurt us along the way. So he doesn't want us to walk down that path, whether to be to partake of something that's going to hinder us, whether it's that one drink, because we all know that, you know, you, you could easily keep walking down the path. We know many who have. So it's just good sure. to discipline yourself and exercise self-control and, and partake of the things that are good for you. That's right. And that will help your spiritual and, growth. And I've, I've said that to people. I said, what else you want to do that the world does? See, so I, I, I like to live a pure life because let's just face it. You people that know me have been knowing me for years. You watch what I do. I mean, right. you know, and boy, if I blow this thing, are you going to let me know <clears throat> real right. quick? So I decided that I would separate myself because there's a scripture that says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Yeah, well, in fact, let me go over the 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and I'm going to come back to this in a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm just saying you uh, what God is saying here. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. First, I want to read verse 3. It says, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. So it's my responsibility to live a clean and holy life so that I don't bring blame on the ministry. Now, you know, I'm just as human as anybody else. And I'm going to say something going to shock you. Sex. Well, I tell you what, that's the number one word in the world, isn't it? You, you can't buy a tube of toothpaste without seeing a woman in a bikini or some kind of something like that. You know, just, and all it is is trying to make a, a few dollars and things of that nature. And they, say, they call it the oldest profession in the world. It's not, though. I found out, you know, it's not. Did you know that? No, it's not. The oldest profession is landscaping. It's landscaping. That's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Because uh, he told Adam, Adam to keep it. Keep the garden. <laughs> Dress it yeah, and keep it. Yeah, that was before the other thing. But happened. watch this. In other words, so you look at a prostitute like, oh, she's bad. But the guy that makes her the prostitute, you don't say nothing about him. Now, that's prejudice right there. You want prejudice? That girl, oh, she's just a, a, a whore. You know, but what about the guy that went with her? Oh, you know, you know, he, you know he's a man. You know, uh, Men are like, no, 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 no. You see, you're putting your sin on her, just like that lady that was caught in the act of adultery. Where was the guy that committed adultery with her? True. See, that's my point, you see. But what, what I have done so that I don't bring offense to the ministry or don't bring offense, yeah that, I don't, yeah, that I don't bring it to God because I don't want to trample on his blood, is 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I love verse 17. It says, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, verse 18, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. 
Mm-hmm. Now you think about that, Milo. When you understand, verse, that's what verse fifteen said. What concord had, or what, what, what kind? How can you have, serve Christ and the devil? What part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Mm-hmm. Okay, not that we're better because we say, but we should be an example spiritually, physically, and financially. You see. Now I want to go back. I'll come back to this again, and you might want to read something amplified. I want to go back to First Corinthians chapter ten. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So in other words, let me say this again. Uh, if you've had a problem with, with running around with women, you know that devil going to make sure that it's going to come at you, especially since you're born again. You know what I'm saying? Now watch this. Yeah, but that's common to you. So why would you fall for something you already know about? That's yeah. amazing to me. It's kind of like saying, uh, I'm not going to gain weight. I'm going to eat this dozen donuts, but I'm going to drink skim milk with it. Now, why you have to bring up donuts? I don't know. I just brought it up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. See, she got a problem with donuts. She loved donuts. I used to work in a donut shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. my brother, I loved his joke. He said, she makes a lot of dough. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I learned to really get, yeah. I guess I got addicted to donuts. You could eat those a lot but in I those don't, days. I mean, I, no I, did, I must admit, you know, about, about a month or two ago, you don't know this. You, you went, coming clean. I was driving down the road and the hot light was on for the Krispy Kreme donut shop. you went in there? I drove through the drive through and I got me a... Half a dozen. <laughs> Did you eat? And a, and a little pint of milk. <laughs> and I ate it all. Oh, I tell and you. And I enjoyed it. But of course, I didn't eat supper. That was like my supper. Oh, for that now here we go with this. I just But I didn't eat supper. <laughs> you brought and up the donuts. You have no way. You know where cellulite comes from? We're not talking. Donuts. Got them little holes. <laughs> they all over your body. Just thought it. Well, anyway, anyway. <laughs> just change the subject. <laughs> change the subject. Look at it. Oh, she don't like that. See, now see. And it's nothing wrong with eating a donut. My, my point is that you can have a dozen donuts. That's not the issue. But in your mind, well, I'm going to eat less calorie by drinking skim milk. No. no I had whole no. milk. Oh, whole milk, whatever it is. <laughs> that make no difference. My point is you're trying to justify something, and you shouldn't. You right. can't put those two things together. Yeah. Nothing wrong with eating. I heard, I've had many people say you can eat anything you want. You want cake, you want donuts, it's fine. But you use some moderation, common sense. Right. Yeah, moderation or whatever, you know, whatever. Well, ultimately, I know it's it's real easy for uh, our human nature to blame someone else. Oh, yeah. Blame, the, like, oh, was it Flip Wilson years ago, the devil made me do it? And, it's you know, the devil it's made the me devil. do it. <laughs> but we have to take responsibility for our sure. own choices and realize that the choices that we make have consequences. And I really like, if, when we have time, if you let me, uh, yeah, I'd yeah. like to read that translation. I mean, in the Amplified Translation, okay, the first verse that you started with is so powerful. And it's kind of long. That's, that's but 1 Corinthians chapter the 10, Amplified verse 13. Really it's a it, whole paragraph. It's a big paragraph. Go ahead. But I want says, you to hear this because, you see, this is happening in the church. It really clarifies it because we don't have any excuse. God always makes a way for sure. us uh, to overcome any temptation. Verse 13 in the Amplified of verse 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says, For no temptation, no trial regarding as enticing to sin. So right. it actually names sin in the Amplified. Oh, yeah says, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. Right. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance. Right. And that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience. Right. And such as man can bear. Right. That's very clear to me. Right. That, that removes all excuses. Right. But then it goes on to say, but God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature. And he can be trusted not to let you to be tempted 
and tried and assayed beyond your ability and right. strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he will always provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up, bear up under it mm -hmm. patiently. Now, why did he say with the temptation? Because you see, you got to understand, but God will not break your free will. You see, people say, you know, why don't God do this? Why don't God do that? Because you're in charge of that. People say it all the time. You know, uh, God owns it all. No, He don't. No, He doesn't. No, He doesn't. Why? Because if He did, you'd have no seed to sow. You know. You never know what God's going to do. I do. Not because I'm cocky and arrogant. No, because I read his word. It's that your, your phone going I thought I put the silent off. See, the devil don't want y'all healed by this. <laughs> I thought I put it on silent, yeah. but I didn't. Yes. Sorry. So when you understand what God is saying, look, I'm a human being. I know people are human beings. God puts things at us. I mean, listen, he puts things at us. That's why to procreate, to do what you do. But you, that all has to be done with responsibility. Mm -hmm. You follow what I'm saying? And when you understand that, there's ways to be a blessing to whoever. But you see, you have to do, go back to the responsibility part of it. Of that, You have to be responsible to your own free will. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So what happens is a lot of people have been telling me this. But what Jesse, and it, I mean, a lot of people leaving church said, man, I just thought that guy was clean. I mean, how? And let's just get to the point here. How can a person call himself a man of God molest children? Good God. Watch this. Let's take it to another. How? Let's say some of you are more spiritual people. How can somebody like that be sleeping with the piano player with the wife sitting on the first pew? You know it's happened. I mean, let's, let's don't try to soft soap it. It's because, you see what happened? Well, I couldn't help myself. Now, that's a lie. You heard what Kathy said? She said she loves me, but I can't do everything I want to do. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because your flesh, your flesh is never saved. That's what people think. They think when they got born again that this flesh here is saved. No, it has to be crucified daily, not just Sunday. You live out of your spirit through a renewed mind and through a crucified body. So uh, one time, I, I mean, I've been offered to drink. But, I mean, I had just finished preaching. I had just finished preaching. Went, went to the pastor's speaker room. We're sitting there. He said, listen, we're going out to have a few drinks. You want to go? Remember that? I went, no. I said, what else do you guys do that the world wants to do? Now, I'm not being critical of people, but I've learned something here, that you can't mix the cup of devils with the cup of God. That's like oil and water. you got pollution on your hand here if you do that stuff. So um, I made up my mind that sin's not a part of my nature. Amen. Yeah. Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made, set me or made me free. From the law of sin and death. So God made me free from scotch, Chevy's Regal, St. James, hold a bourbon, Jack Daniel, black label, green label, any label, CC and Coke, Seagram 7. You can tell I used to drink. Uh, gin with the little white onions, giblets. I drank everything. Screwdrivers, you name it, Andre. It's a miracle of God that my whole life was not pickled. I'm naming these things. And I'm doing that on purpose. Why? Because I can remember it. Mm -hmm. This flesh. See, this is water. If I would allow myself, people said, oh, but just you ain't drinking 40 or more longer than I got saved Labor Day week in 1974. You couldn't drink that. Yo, mama. You, you, <laughs> yeah. But no, I said, no, you will not do that. Mm -hmm. You don't control me anymore. I'm controlled. So when Satan sends me an opportunity to sin, I go, 
that's common to me. Or, you don't get out of here. No, I will not do that because I don't serve him. I don't mix the, the cup. I got to go back to that verse 20. I want you to read that in the Amplified. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. I want her to read that in the Amplified. It gets real strong in the Amplified. What read that verse is that? Verse 21 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Okay. It's similar. It says, what, you cannot drink the Lord's cup and the demon's cup. Whoa, whoa. What kind of cup? The Lord's cup. And what other one? The demon's cup. Demon. So demon's got a cup. No, no. Table. Okay. It says you cannot drink. Oh, that's 21. Yes. 21 says you cannot drink the Lord's cup and the demon's cup. You okay, cannot partake. Stop, stop okay, that. it goes. That's what I'm talking about. The demon's got a cup. Where did he learn to have a cup? He learned the devil ain't got nothing new. He learned that God had cups, so he thought he'd make him one. We have cups. Look at this. What shall I do for you? This is a glass cup, whatever you want to call it. See, mm -hmm. everybody's got a cup. It's what's in the cup. Read that again. Uh, it says, you cannot drink the Lord's cup and demon's cup. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the demon's table. Okay, that means the Lord's the covenant of God. Yeah, and then you go outside and make a covenant with the devil? See, I am very proud of this. And I mean this, I'm not bragging about it. Because there's a scripture, take heed what a man think you stand, lest he fall. And that's, that, that's, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Uh, 1 Corinthians right there. It's, and I'm very proud that I have not brought shame on this ministry. I have not brought shame at all. I'm, and I know, I know I've been accused of a lot of things. That was an accuser. But they'll accuse you all the time. That's not the issue. But it's, not, it's, it, but it's a lie. It's wrong. Why? Because I don't want to do that. I don't want to bring offense to the ministry. Right. You know, I mean, I've seen so many ministers. You know it. If I name two ministers right now, the first thing you're going to, when I name them, I'm not saying they're not forgiven. I believe they're forgiven. I misunderstand me. But if I name them, first thing come in your mind is the sin they committed. That's a fact. I'm not going to name them. I'm going to be nice. But I'm going to tell you something. A few years ago, they had something, even uh, Newsweek and all these, had, they called them holy wars. All kinds of crazy stuff going on. You see what I'm saying? They, people don't realize the power of those things because Satan has a cup. Well, not in my house. Not in our church. Not in our lives. What I'm talking about, I want to live for Jesus on a daily basis, not a Sunday basis. That doesn't mean the devil don't try to get my attention. Right. I want you to understand that he tries to. But the thing I go, <laughs> that's all. And I have to go back to that. That's all you got? Because, see, it's common to me. Mm -hmm. So if it's common to me, I can't make an excuse I couldn't help myself. You see what I'm trying to say? Right. So when you understand that, you that, got to remember, if, say, if God's got a, a party going on, Satan got someone there trying to put in his cup. And I refuse to do that. I'm very proud of that. And I'm not bragging on it. I'm just very proud. Because you know what? I am protected by the armor of God. And I'm protected by the anointing of God. And I love Joseph. Uh, he's probably one of the greatest examples understanding that he would not mix sin with his life. And no one would have told on Joseph. He's the only Hebrew there. Mm -hmm. And this woman makes a hit for him, makes a, uh, you know, tries to get a hit on him and does. And I love these words. How can I do this great wickedness? He called it great wickedness. Right. And sin against my God. That's what the Lord told me to talk about on this boardroom chat. Now, I hope I have not offended you because let me tell you something. As soon as we finish this thing, there's going to be some sin around here. Be looking, hey, hey, see, and it doesn't care who it hurts. 
Not here. Not here. No, it ain't going to happen <laughs> no, here. No, I'm just, I just was thinking about that little story that you tell when, when we had the children's uh, evangelists that came by, and they were saying everybody sins. Even. Oh, that, that was, was so, so funny. Uh, Kathy had a, 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 a child evangelist come in yeah. and would minister to the kids, and he was saying they called Kathy Pastor Kathy. Pastor Kathy. And we got some ki- uh, uh, one of our uh, employees' grandchildren was in the service, and I think they were five, six years old. So the <laughs> this child evangelist says everybody sins, even Pastor Kathy. He sins. was talking about before we come to Jesus. Yeah, before we had a- and he turned around. And he said, "That's not true." Pastor Kathy doesn't sin. She's the wife of Father Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) He called you Father Jesse. He called me Father Jesse. (laughs) No. I mean, he immediately, he stiff on that, buddy, real quick. And that, see, right there, that was a godly thing that that little fellas did right there. But that evangelist was talking about how we sin before, that's why we come to Christ, because all have sinned and come short of the glory. But now today what we're talking about is after conversion, after salvation, Mm -hmm. we have a responsibility to honor God and honor his word and sin not and live a holy life. Those children still call me Father Jesse. They go to Catholic school. So when they see me, they go, Father Jesse. They call Kathy, Pastor Kathy. See, Father Jesse. And I go, yes, my son. I love these kids. They're blessings of the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something. Immediately, his little spirit went, whoa, I'm not mixing this with me. I know better than this. And he, what, five, six years old, something like that. That's amazing to me. See, that's what I'm talking about. I think a church, it should be the holiest place on earth. Why? If you notice, they've got communion tables in there that says, do this in remembrance of me. Hmm. See what I'm saying? So you're not going to church out of... Uh, uh, well, my mama told me to go to church and my daddy, you know, uh, no, no, no. You go to church to worship God in remembrance right. of him. Right. And ultimately, I think that we live a holy life so that God can come into our sure. life and we can live for him. So his presence can be in there unhindered. If there's and, a statement I want to say that a lot of people don't like. They said you love the sinner, but you hate the sin. Whoo! Now, people that are sinning get real mad about that. See, you love the sinner, but you hate the sin. And they think it's judgment. No, what's judging you is not that person. It's the sin that's judging you. Mm -hmm. See, it's the sin that's doing that. People see those things. Now, I'm not here to judge anybody. Who am I? I mean, I can't, you know, I can't let, I can't make somebody go to heaven or make somebody go to hell. I I can't do that. And and I'm going to shock you. Neither can God. He has the power to do it, but he won't because of free will. You have a right to go to heaven. You have a right to go to hell. Why would you want to go to hell? People say, I don't believe in hell. That don't change it. You don't have to believe it's raining, but you're going to go out there and get wet. See, I, I, yeah, but I don't see it. Don't make no difference if you see it. It has nothing to do with seeing it. See, see, just because you don't see it or you don't feel it don't mean it's not real. Doesn't mean it's not, it's not true. It's like uh, I've said this so many times. Did you, uh, the other day we had a little storm come through. Did you see that wind? I said, no, and neither did you. What do you mean? Yeah, I saw it. No, you didn't because the wind's invisible. Watch. Is that right? <laughs> Look, what did you see? I, had, I ate some peanuts over my blue. <laughs> Watch that. Just don't spit. You saw the, just don't spit. We yeah. may have to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the effects yeah. of the wind. You saw a hair. I may have to return the favor. <laughs> yes. You see what I'm saying? You saw the I effects. I couldn't blow on you because that hair won't move for nothing. Some, sometimes you, yeah. This is, this, is like a, this is like a runway, boy. I mean, I got, I got bugs slide on them. It's like this down there, you know. Watch that. You saw the effects of it. Sometimes you don't see the sin, but you definitely will see the effects of it. True. 
It's the same way with the wind. So that's why I want to talk about this. Now, I want to go back over to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 real quick, Kathy. And 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I love this, this chapter. Um, and, and I want to go back to this point right here with verse 17 and verse 18. Well, let me read verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Oh, whoa, the God in you is living. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. So ladies and gentlemen, you never alone. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now watch this. See, people take that and say, okay, you're going to really know me because I'm going to be really clean because makeup's a sin. So, uh, uh, you know, we used to call it, uh, what do they call that, uh, you know, if it was a sin to wear makeup, clothesline preaching. <laughs> you had to look a certain way. That was what meant you were separate. No. Separate is, is, is from the heart. From the heart. Yes. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you might like the dress you dress. I remember years ago, I could not believe this. And I was young, and I, I must have been oh, 15 years old. And I heard a preacher said that a sleeveless dress was a sin. And I looked at him, and I said, what did you say? He said, a sleeveless dress is a sin. He said, it could cause you to, uh, to lust. I said, I ain't never seen an You mean arm a sleeveless dress on a woman. On a woman, yeah. <laughs> I ain't never seen an armpit got me excited. See, some woman's armpit, whoa. I used to wear a lot of sleeveless Good dresses God when I was in I high mean, school. How dumb can you be? But he believed that. Yeah. I was See, in, he thought that was separation. When I was in high school, I wore a lot of sun, like sleeveless why dresses. Don't you wear, why don't you wear that? And I'd love to do it. I have had hair. And this was, you call them sundresses, huh? Well, no, they were just sleeveless dresses. It was very common. A lot of people wore them. It was in the 70s. I wore a lot of sleeveless dresses, and I had long hair. And me and my girlfriend yeah, yeah, used yeah, to yeah. like to walk down the, down the, in the high school on the plate, on the, uh, sidewalk, and I would wrap my, my long hair underneath my arm <laughs> and I'd let the hair hang. I thought that was so funny. Anyway, why, maybe you don't you, think it's funny, you, but I still... Why don't you wear sleeveless dresses anymore? <laughs> oh, did you see that look at her face? He knows the answer uh, to that. Yes, I know the answer to that. I'm trying to tell We're just a funny trying to be story. Free here. Like, this is funny. Well, my arms aren't with, like they used to be uh, when I was young. You. Ladies, let me help you. Why They're are you so helping. worried about your arms? I'm not worried. You know, I had a woman one time, not long ago, uh, she came up to and I hugged her. I went, how you doing, sweetheart? She says, hey. I said, how you doing, sweetheart? And she goes, oh, my God, I hope you didn't feel my back fat. I said, what would you say? She said, I hope you didn't feel my back fat. Back fat? Let me help every woman listen to this. There ain't no man in the world I've ever met said, did you see the fat on that woman back? Hey, man, hey, man ain't looking at your back fat. He's looking a little lower. He's going down lower. You understand? He's going downstairs. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? He don't See, care about what your Jesse back What Jesse seems to forget is that <laughs> women aren't always dressing for men. Sometimes they dress for themselves or for other women. Oh, <laughs> but God. But the point yeah. is, you remember you told the story that when women get older, they have like this jelly donut in oh, the yeah, bottom man. of them? Oh, yeah, man. I don't have quite a jelly donut, but I got a little something down there. That's why I don't like to is wear that the sleeveless cream went there? That's all the time. No. <laughs> No, that was okay. crispy. Has nothing to do with that. Okay, I got you. I got you. It's kind of oozy. Uh, oozy. <laughs> I remember people used to hold play play with the bottom of their grandma's. I arm. did that. You did that. I love to Ooh, do that. Oh. Well, you know, I'm getting old, and I noticed the other day my arm was sagging. I thought, good God, okay. I'm becoming a grandma. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm, I'm kind of glad I, to hear that. Yeah, what I mean, hey, I don't mind. I don't mind getting older. Hey, I can't stop it. That doesn't make any difference. My point is, 
I don't know what Did my I point get you is. Off your point? <laughs> yeah, you got me off my point. You when were you, talking about holiness and how holiness. they couldn't even wear a sleeveless dress because it would it, be It was a sin. Or if you wore, uh, they used to say, <laughs> that woman looked like a Jezebel. Let me give everybody a great announcement. There ain't nobody ever seen Jezebel. Jezebel was born way before any of us. So why would you accuse someone if somebody, maybe your problem is if you see someone pretty, you got a lust problem. See what I'm saying? You can't just say, man, that's a pretty lady, or that's a good-looking man, whatever, whatever. Well, you know, you know culture you know? and styles change, and well, um, sure. every generation has their own unique look. Right. And even in every generation, there's you can still be stylish, but dressed with moderation. Well, sure. You know, yeah. and I try to and, do and, that. And, so I, you know, I don't have, to tell you the truth, Kathy, they, she's amazed at me. When I go into church, I mean, I got God on my mind. I'm not bragging about that. And, I mean, there's been some people who wear some pretty, uh, tight, tight things, and I don't even notice any of that. And I've had some people say, did you, did you see uh, Sister Susan Joe's dress? Uh, no. Yeah, but you introduced her. Uh, yeah. No, because well, I ain't looking for I'm not bragging about it. I'm not looking for that. I don't have my mind on that, you see. I got my mind on the cup of the Lord. And I'm not mixing this thing. I'm coming here to remember him and to speak his holy name and minister. So what I'm saying is if you've got a sin, you really don't have a sin uh, you don't have a sinner problem because Jesus took care of that. You have a sin problem. You're trying to mix the cup of devils in the cup of God. It don't work that way. So that's why he said, be ye separate. Now, some people say this. Well, I'm Baptist. So I ain't going to no other church but a Baptist church. That's not talking about being separate. I like the Baptists. I preach in Baptist, Methodist. I preach in Episcopalian, Presbyterian. I preach in the Church of God, the Church of Christ, the Word of Faith, the full gospel, the sons of God. I preach in the Catholic Church. I preach for the Mennonites. I preach for the Amish. Uh, through all my, uh, yeah, the Amish. I preach, I mean, I don't know, these are all, quote, Christian denominations. But you know what? They love the Lord. That's fine with me. You see what I'm saying? And we can agree to disagree on doctrinal issues on certain things. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to purity... When it comes to holiness, Jesus said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Now, holiness is the nature of God. Right. It's not what you wear. It's not what you look like. It's what's inside of your heart. Because mm -hmm. Jesus said, what you eat, it's not what goes in that defiles. It's what comes out, see? And that's what I'm talking about. That's why the Lord wanted me to talk about that today. So I'm going to say something here, and I mean this and say, I apologize if you go into a church that's mixing sin with your worship. It should not be. It should not be. And I'm going to tell you something. God will judge that. Not mankind. Who are us? God will judge that. And I'll prove that. God is definitely against sin. When my sin was put upon Jesus Christ on the cross, my sin, your sin, yes, what held Jesus to the sin. cross was not the nails. It's our sin. It was our sin. The Father God turned his back. Couldn't look on it. That's right. He will not have that in his area. It's too holy. And yet Jesus had to die, so that's what took care of the sinner problem, yes. that we could come boldly Praise. to the throne of grace. Now, you have a sin problem if you'd accept that, but I refuse to do that. I've had many opportunities to sin. I just don't take any. Not that I'm strong and all that. No, because that's not my world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. Right. So if I see a pretty woman with a nice figure... That's got a nice figure. She put it, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Or if you might see a good-looking man or a handsome man, well, that's, that's fine. That, that, no problem. I have no problem. See, the temptation is not the sin. I want to get on that. It's the act of it, see? People say, well, you know, committing adultery was the act of sex. No, Jesus said if you look upon a woman and you have lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. Mm 
Hmm. Oh, he's taking a step further, which means what you if you protect your heart, your spirit, man, I promise you, you will not commit acts of sin because hmm. it comes from the heart. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about when we started talking about the Corinthian church, that church had mm -hmm. so much. They were oh. they were oh. launched by Paul the Apostle. We know mm -hmm. that. But that church was surrounded with a culture that was so deep-seated in sin, Paul literally had to come in like, like with a bulldozer to, oh, yeah. to straighten things out and set them on a firm foundation because they had to, their mind had to be renewed. That's right. They came up in another whole culture. And that's what we are talking about whenever we have these board ch chats. We're hoping to help you to get your mind renewed Amen. to what the Word of God says. Yeah, we're not says. trying to judge you by no means. Because that's how you learn. I mean, a baby has to learn to walk. Uh, we have to learn to walk in the spirit. Like you often say, when Jesus came to the earth, he had to learn to be human. Well, we need to learn to be spirit. spirit. And yeah. spirit has some guidelines to do learn? so that we can cultivate that, that relationship. How do you learn? You learn through going to church. Uh, right. Okay, a, prime, a baby. Babies are wonderful. The best things in the world, right? They go to touch something. You go, ah! They go, hot, hot. And they, they, they hesitate. Whoa, why'd you do that? See? But every once in a while, they're going to touch it, oh, and they get burned. That problem, once they burn, they say, eh, they doing that no more. Now, why do you have to burn yourself to learn when all you got to do is listen to, ah! And, you know, there's some, some children, have parents that know this, there's some children you can just tell them, and they'll listen, and they'll, they'll obey, where there's others that got to push the envelope in there because it's a be different you. personality. I bet you, you was a good baby. I was a good baby, but I was thinking about another baby. It was like a little two-year-old, when we'd go to in this... This boy was little Paul, and now yeah. he's our spiritual, one of our spiritual sons yes. in the faith, and he's a pastor here in this, you know, this area. Mm -hmm. And when we would go to dinner with his, his parents would bring him. Uh -huh. He was just like two yes. years old, and she was holding his hand, and we were out there talking after we've left the, rest, left the restaurant, and the street was right there, and he the was trying lot. to go into the parking lot. Yeah. And his mom was holding him, and, no, Paul, don't go. And she, he would just say, Instead of screaming, throwing himself down like a lot of kids do, or run away and get away from her, he would just calmly look up at her and say, but I want to. <laughs> yeah. And we just thought that was the most precious thing. <laughs> yeah, I want and to. so everybody is so different, but God will deal with each one of us in our own way. If Amen. we trust him and look to him, he will help us to find our way so we don't get run over by the car in the parking lot. That's right. <laughs> or you damaged see, by the devil. I look more at the promises of God. There are over 7,000 of them. And then I do it all the, uh, the, uh, the sins of people. And I've learned something about this, and, it, and, I, and it's, second, it's Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the respect of the fear of God. That's good. That's pretty simple. That's that's Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one. So when you understand, I'm not just trying to, when you separate yourself, I do that through the promises of God. I want to be like God. I'm not saying I am God, but yeah. I want to be like God. And old he said, term, be like him. Right. Be you therefore imitators of God. Right, that's true. And when you understand that, then you, if you start spend, put, keeping your mind on those kind of things, let me tell you, sin nature is gone. You won't even deal with that mess. It'll try to come up. You just kind of blow that off. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah, an old term that we used to hear when we first got born again was sanctification. Sanctification. Sat apart. Yeah. It still, it means something very yeah. similar. Can I, I, I read another verse of yes, Scripture? Yes, you certainly can. It, this reminds me of something, because this was the first verse that I learned, that I memorized when I was first born again. It's, it, was a, it was first, it was in Romans chapter 12. Verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
holy, accept, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that's the key. That was see? the first verse I memorized as a brand new believer. And I had never read the Bible before I got born again. But this was a key verse to help me realize that I had to learn some things right. once I came to God. Well, you see, what, I, what we're talking about today, I didn't want to talk about when I got to my office there, and uh, uh, the Lord said, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 10. And I went, there hath no temptation taken you. Yes. He said, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians 6. I said, you know, God, listen, I mean, you know, you know, I want to talk about blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out, healed, prospered. And I believe in that. He said, but Jesse, if you let cancer stay in the body, it will kill it. Notice this, they have to remove cancer. It has to most of the time surgically remove right. or do it with chemo, which is kind of like killing everything in uh, like a war path. It's yeah. killing the good it's cells. Cutting with it. it with chemicals. So I, I, a lot of people have been asking me about that. And I tell you what, I said, I want, there's something else. Now, some people don't like what I'm about ready to say. You know, I want the world to look like us instead of us looking like the world. Why is all, you know, I mean, it's amazing to me. You, you go in some churches, you couldn't know the difference between a church and a nightclub. Can't see that when you walk in. It's all dark. And I'm not saying that's wrong. No, I'm not saying that. So don't get mad at me. Hang on. I'm not saying that's wrong and have your lights on and all that kind of thing. But yeah, I, yeah, I had no problem with that because I understand, you know, things change. Don't misunderstand. But why do we want to look like the world? Why do we want to copy what the world has? Because the church is not giving the world what the church was designed to do. And that's what's happening. So they look other places. You see what I'm saying? And then watch it. I saw Satan does it. And he begins to take this other place and mix it slowly. Mm -hmm. Then after a while, you don't even notice that's going on. Yeah. In other words, church music ought to be the best music that you've ever seen, ever heard. But yet you get in, you walk in church and a lot of it's boring. Thank God that we've got some great worship and praise. Now don't misunderstand me. But for years, Lord, they wouldn't change. It had to be this, it had to be that. You know. No, I want when people come to our church, I want them to go, man, did we have church today? It was the best thing that happened to him that week. Instead of going, okay, how long this thing going to be? Lord Jesus, I hope they hurry up and all this kind of stuff. You see what I'm saying? Because the church failed at that. I really believe this is what I'm about ready to say. When 9-11 hit us, that was a terrible thing. I mean, I saw the planes go into the, uh, the, tw the Twin Towers. You probably did too if you were watching it on television. Did you notice that the churches were jam-packed? That week, bam, we had a chance, Kathy. God gave an opportunity through something bad, made a way of escape to really turn around America and turn around the world. Within two, two weeks, church gave them the same old stale pancake with no syrup, no butter, no nothing. Within two weeks, they were walking out again. They were coming to be fed, and they were not fed. How many people walked in there? Maybe out of fear, scared that we might get attacked again. They could have been saved, born again, healed, blessed, bring joy, nothing. You see my point? That's what I'm trying to say. God's place is a holy place. Mm -hmm. And you should have more fun there. In fact, I just enjoy uh, serving the Lord because I'm not in bondage to anything. There hath no temptation taken me, such as common to man. And then I look at these promises. So I cleanse myself. Ooh, Lord. 
But so when the flesh wants to do that, no, you're not doing that. No, no, you're going to listen to me, boy. I'm not going to listen to you. And he goes, okay. Oh, it gripes and grumbles and all that kind of craziness. But that's all right. You know, I want to live the way. Why? Because I have a responsibility to you. This ministry, many of you are partners to this ministry. It's my responsibility. And I believe this. To keep this ground called Jesse the Plains Ministry, which you give into it financially, fertilize with holiness, mm-hmm. cleanliness, every. Second uh, Corinthians six three, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Right. Because you know you work hard for your money, and yet you send a, a seed. You plant a seed into this ministry. Well, it's my job to keep that clean. In fact, I believe you have a testimony of someone that uh, they gave us a bunch of testimony. I don't know if it's on the first page or the second page. How since they've been being a blessing to this mission, they're being blessed in that. I will find, find it. it. Maybe I on will. The second page. I will find it. Uh, but I mean, it was just such a blessing. Oh, yeah. I hear it. Yeah, yeah. What, what, go ahead this and read was it. a boardroom, t- a testimony from YouTube. Right. YouTube. It was recently sent in. It's from Cray. It says, about a year ago, I started listening to JDM. My view on finances was radically changed. Yeah. Giving my finances to God completely transformed my financial situation. I That's, love that. See, my point is, is we're not trying to get money from you. We're trying to get it to you. You see, but it can't do it if you put it in bad soil. And who can make it bad? The ministry. You see what I'm saying? So you live your, you, the minister, you right. live yourself clean and holy before God. Right. Why? Because that person deserves a 30, a 60, a 100 fold, or a thousand time return. Mm-hmm. They deserve that. They trust you. I said this in, in, on broadcast television the other day. And I don't know if I said it in one of, in one of these boardroom chats. I'm going to say it again. In 45 years of preaching, I've never had a financial deficit. Why? I mean, I'm no better than anybody else. I know that. I'll tell you why. And I'm going to say it again. I love it because I had never said it before until the th- about two or three weeks ago, whatever. I said, well, first thing for all my partners that are watching, I trust you. You trust me. Both of us trust God. It's a connection. I trust you. You trust me. Both of us trust God. And so there's no financial deficit. Mm-hmm. And that I know of, there's no sin in, in, in my life. I know it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I keep myself clean. That doesn't mean I haven't sinned. I want to understand that. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I'm not doing that crazy stuff. Or when I finish it, there's a water in here. You understand what I'm saying? And things of that nature. And uh, what happened? Because I'm going to tell you something about booze. <laughs> God said, don't even look at what's red in the cup. You can find the ugliest person in the world. When I say, I'm talking gag a maggot ugly, you look at someone, uh, you want to throw up? You drink a half a glass of booze, and that person become beautiful. Yeah, baby, what's up, baby? And vice versa. That's what it, because you see, it puts something over your eyes. Because it wants you to sin. He, yeah. Satan wants the Lord over you. Mm-hmm. He wants to beat you. But, and he's not interested in only hurting you and killing you. He wants to put you in eternity in hell. Because he didn't want to be by himself. Right. But he's going to hell. Yeah, now you're talking to everybody today like a daddy. Because you're just trying to help them to, yes, to live a holy life and to, and to please That's God. That's all I'm saying is, I want your church to be clean. I don't want no more. I don't want, I want to hear all this stuff, all these sexual abuse claims. That's wrong. How can any, how can any man of God, woman of God, what is, what? Don't tell me so I couldn't help myself. Well, you know, uh, we're going to, uh, I don't mean this to be critical, just to be true. I'm going to move us to another place. No, you don't move somebody to that place. You handle that. Right. You take that person Judge. out of that ministry. That doesn't mean they can't be forgiven. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know them by their fruit. That's you true. don't do those things. Mm-hmm. Because somebody's life may have been destroyed 
for years upon years. Right. Am I getting too hard on this? I no, I don't think so. Uh, I'm sure it's what the Lord wants. Yes, it's I mean, important. The Lord is disturbed by these mm -hmm. things. My Lord, here you got you, you come into the church, you see God, a cross, and everything, and what's in there is worse than what's 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 in the whatever right. the, the sin world has. Well, this past Sunday at the church, I preached we're built to stand firm. God Amen. wants us to stand for something, to stand for truth, to stand for His word. If you don't stand for something, you're gonna fall for anything. So true, and that's so true. So that's what I'm talking here about. Here, I want you to read some yeah, of these stuff. I really we have and, I want you, a bunch of them. I want you and to hear. And thank you this. so much for sending in your comments. You know, Jesse, yeah. uh, it's over three hundred thousand engagements we get in our ministry through all our different platforms a week? once a week, That's every a week, three, over 300,000, and it keeps growing. So thank you so much. That means so much to Amen. us. Amen. And we have so many great testimonies. People are writing in from giving us comments from Saskatchewan, Canada. Saskatchewan. Barrow, Alaska. Hi from the U.K. Uh, and this one's from the Bahamas, Australia, London, Ontario, Canada. And I want, this is a long one. Is, do you want me to read that yeah, long one? Yeah, some I'm of these have prayer requests. When you said something about Canada, definitely. I really want to go back to Canada. I got some great friends. Hello, Susan Kitely. I hope you, I love her church there in Canada. It's an Eric. Hi, um, Eric. I hope people, you're watching. I, I want to say this. I, I felt a letter the Lord said, people are asking me about the vaccination. Hmm. That's another thing. I'm getting all kinds of things, like as if I'm some doctor or something. I am a doctor of divinity. Well, the first thing first, let me tell you something about vaccinations. I mean, I don't think anybody is uh, mixing up a concoction to try to kill you. At least I don't think so. I hope to God we haven't fallen that far. Well, there have been But well, have you taken the vaccination? No, I have not. Not because I, I'm scared of it. I haven't. I've never had a flu shot, and I've never had the flu. But let me help you. Because I, tra I'm going to say it, because I travel so much, and I got a feeling uh, that eventually, uh, if you're going to want to go to this country, and you're not vaccinated, they ain't going to let you in there. Because I remember not long ago, I had to went to a country and I had to take malaria pills. And I had to used to take, you know, if you went into a certain country, you had to take shots. Well, you know, then I'll take the vaccination. I'm not against the vaccination. I'm not for it or against it. I, I mean, I, I, you know, and I know Catholics. Some people say, no, no, it's bad. It's bad. Well, it may Some be. Some of it I, is. I, 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 I think don't know. you need to be informed. And make I need your you, own you decision. need to be informed. You pray about it. You ask the Lord to, to direct you. But the thousands of people, thousands upon thousands of people since the COVID hit that I have been around. No, yeah, but you may be asymptomatic. Well, every time I tried to get a test, they wouldn't give it to me because they said, you have no symptoms. What happened? Well, first, I'm not looking for it. But I, I honestly believe this, guy. I, I pray to God that these vaccination companies, they're not just putting something bad just to hurt you. But I do know some people have some uh, side effects of things. There's side effects to everything. You see what I'm saying? There have been some deaths, too, You know, Jesse. but there's been some deaths. And, and, uh, but you know what? There's... Uh, there's been a lot of people that have been changed and helped. You pray about it and let God. I'm not here to make that decision for you. That's right. You see, but uh, can I say this? I do believe in You're immunization. Gonna say it anyway. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I do believe in it. When I was a child, you know, you went to school, you got immunized, you know? Sure. From the measles, the mumps, and what are the. Whooping cough and all that. Yeah, kind and of we stuff. believe in doctors. Sure, I believe Luke, in doctors, Lord. Luke I do was that. a physician. I mean, yeah. this this doesn't. It's but not I'll a tell you this pay. much: today, if they told me, "Listen, Brother Jesse, I want you to come to Canada, but you have to be vaccinated. Uh, I'm gonna make an appointment, go get vaccinated." I don't know, man. I don't have because let me tell you something about my body. Anything touching my body dies in terms of germ. People say I don't believe that. Well, me and Andrew Womack, we believe that. He's one and I'm two and two of us agree. We just believe that. Mm -hmm. I, and I like that. You don't have to. That doesn't mean the devil ain't tried to make me sick. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, like people think Superman or something. But I made up my mind that God's word is true. And I have been really vaccinated with this. 
You talk about immunized. <laughs> this has immunized me. And you know what? From the worst sickness ever, sin. Yeah. That's good. And that's a blessing of the Lord. Man, the guy, Kathy, we've been talking over 50 minutes. Right. Uh, you want to read one more testimony? Okay, I will. I'll read just a couple of small ones then. I love all the, Louise says, I love all the videos on social media and on TV. <laughs> I don't understand the Bible very well, but you two make it clearer, clearer to me. Thank Amen. you for all you do. Praise this the other Lord. one is, says, I'm so glad, for Patricia, she says, I'm so glad I can watch these programs over and over again, I love them all. Well, we wow. try to make them. We try to make them informative to you, but you have to make the decision. So I want to go back to what we were talking yeah. about in Second Corinthians, in First Corinthians, uh, ten. There has no temptation taken you that such as common to man. So don't worry about that. If it comes, go. It's literally that simple. Yeah, draw upon the Spirit of God yeah. in you. Look He's, at the promise of God. Right, you've been made strong enough. Yeah, but can I get them all? You can have them all. All, all the promises of God are yea and amen, which means yes. And so be He's it. made us an overcomer so in this so, life. Let me just say this. Sin is not a part of your nature. Right. Holiness is. So if you're at a church and they just want to preach sin and they don't care, they, want, they don't care how they live, can I just be honest? You need to get out of there. Why? Because I'm going to tell you something. That's infectious. You see, and you don't want to, you want to live a clean, holy life. Right. I ain't talking about walking around like this all the time. I ain't talking about being a religious monk. I'm not saying all that kind of stuff. You got to use some sense here, you know. Some people are called that. You know what, I good. just thought of something. might What's go that? over if you go into that store. But 100%, that was what we had our commitment in the beginning. Yeah, we were 100%. Our, yeah, 100%. that was doing Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was just such a blessing to do that. Mm -hmm. So we've lived this life, me and Kathy, mm -hmm. and we will continue to live it for God's sake and for your sake. Thank you, all you do for this ministry. I want to say that. Thank you for the wonderful, faithful financial support that you give to this ministry. Mm -hmm. Nothing too big, nothing too small. 100% of it, I can say that, put my hand on about, goes Amen. in the world evangelism. Amen. We're totally debt-free. We've been debt-free since 1982. It takes finance to do all these stuff. The camera that, you, that we were doing to shoot this thing costs money, all that kind of stuff. I got people behind the cameras that cost me money. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, few, a great team. And a great team, and it's a blessing. We're and doing that's it okay. together. But, I mean, listen, if you feel like being a partner, fine. If you don't, don't. Now, you don't hear too many preachers say that. I'm not bragging on myself. You just do whatever the Lord tells you to do because we are going to reach people. We're going to change, change lives, lives one, one soul, soul at, at a time. time. And you know why? Because Billy Graham changed my life by preaching to me Jesus and lived that life. That's what I love about him. He lived that life life and now he's in heaven so the least i can do for my heavenly father and billy graham is to be a good example because he told me that jesus loved me and i accepted that and it was such a blessing until next time this is jesse and kathy said we love you and check around go to jdm.org that's our website and they got all kind of different things and thank you for watching and the app. we have a great apps. new app yeah it's a lot of great and the instagram material. and the uh, facebook and the What's that with yeah. the YouTube and well, all those Well, on our things. website, you can find out all that information. Got a lot of free material there. JDM.org. Mm -hmm. Till next time, Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. We'll see you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.